Shalom, I'm Dr. Yana Sanders, and I'm inviting you to walk with me on a life-changing journey as we return to the original language and culture of the Word of God together. TheFoundationNest.com is offering a program with you in mind for those who are hungry and thirsty for the Lord. This program is called Hakan Ivri. It's found at www.thefoundationnest.com. You can click on the name Hakan Ivri and walk with us. In this exciting program, you will learn about ancient rabbinical literature that is found in the Word of God. Also, when the Lord spoke many of the teachings that He shared that are recorded in the Gospels, He referenced some of these ancient writings. You'll also understand the history behind many of the sayings that Yeshua spoke the Hebraic idioms in Scripture. We have many topics that we'll be covering, but the reports have been incredible from the people who have already been walking this path, that their eyes have been opened to a brand new way of engaging with the Lord, of seeing Him truly in His true setting, with His language, with His culture, and engaging with the Lord in such a way has brought new depth and meaning to their lives. I would love to walk this path with you. If you'll go to this website, www.thefoundationnest.com. Now that's all one word, thefoundationnest.com. Click on the tab, Hakan Ivri, and let's walk together and discover the ancient paths, again, that are unfolding in this day and this era to draw all of us into a deeper union with the person of the Lord. I look forward to seeing you there. Shalom and shalom. Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to Origin Gates' daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. My name is Parker Thomaston, and I'm very honored to share this insight of the day. Today, we're going to talk about confidence and what it looks like for us to walk in the confidence that Yahweh has designed for us to function from. So Yahweh has given us a great grace as mature sons and daughters to operate in authenticity. Um, he's actually made that permissible. So the the function is only permissible, though, when you and I are properly positioned. So I want to begin today with a passage of Scripture found in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, and I'm going to read this from the Mirror Translation. It says that we are engineered by His design. He manufactured us in Christ Yeshua. Um, we are fully fit to do good, and Yahweh has prepared a highway for us to lead us like kings out of death into life, just like it was in Oriental custom where people would go before a king to level the roads and make it possible for the king to journey with ease and comfort. So, Recently, Oracle Teresa Bowen, uh, who is just a powerhouse, I'm, I'm very thankful for her uh, and to be joined to her here from Gates of Zion in Mobile, Alabama. She encouraged us to have an inward look at ourselves of introspection. 
And she said that the heart is the center of who we are determined, of who we are, and it also determines what we speak. So recently, I've spent a few days doing that. Um, her encouragement was that we not only show up, um, you know, uh, just overwhelmed, I guess, by things that happen in the natural, um, emotionally or financially. And so I got to a good quiet place and finished up some things um, that enabled me to actually begin some things. And the motivation is liberty. It's freedom. It takes focus and it's freedom to operate um, as the workmanship of Yahweh. So Apostle Aaron Smith, uh, who's my spiritual father, um, has taught us here uh, as the, the family of Gates of Zion about focus and the importance of focusing. Now, focus is the state or quality of having or producing clear visual definition. And it's funny to me because I've kind of had a, um, a tendency, if you will, to define words by what they're not. You know, like, you know, focus is not being distracted. And Yahweh corrected me and asked me to define focus by what it is. It's very important that you and I do not spend our time and our energy measuring things that are not. That way we are able to call them as though they are. I believe that the intention and the desire of Yahweh is that we fix our eyes upon Him, that we rule from within Him in the seat that he has prepared for us to be able to see what he sees the way that he sees things. So I want to share a story quickly that has truly changed my life um, because it has changed my perspective. Uh, President Theodore Roosevelt from the United States many years ago, he said that comparison is the thief of joy. And I'm learning that when I compare myself and my situation to others, I will often become disappointed. However, when I engage my scroll, um, Apostle Aaron wrote in the introduction of one of his books, he said, I'm convinced that nothing will change until in creation until we, his people, engage our scrolls. So when I engage my scroll, I'm able to celebrate the life not only within, but also around me. So I want to share this story with you that my my bride, uh, Becky, had shared with me. And it says this, um, Yesterday, while at the pool, I watched a young mom and her little daughter enter the pool area dressed in very nice, coordinating swimsuits. The mom, with her perfect loose curls tied up in a coordinating scarf, spent the first few minutes loudly talking on her phone to a friend while her daughter stood waiting to get into the pool. Mom ended the phone call and proceeded to spread out pool toys and sunscreen on a nice matching towel. Then after finding just the right angle and just the right light, Mama pulled out her tripod and took a few selfies with her daughter. The little one kept asking to get into the pool. The mom said, wait, and then she posed her daughter in front of the pool, then going into the pool, then coming back out. The little girl smiled really big and said, cheese, like she had done it a million times. Then the mom told her that she could play. The little girl walked in the pool for a while. She swam around for a couple of minutes. The mom called her phone called her friend, excuse me, on her phone and began another conversation while the little one politely and repeatedly asked, Mommy, will you please come into the water with me? She was ignored. Mommy, come play with me, she asked four more times. I couldn't help but notice as the mom glanced at her and smiled but never got off the phone. 
After 10 minutes, the mom ended her call. She collected the sunscreen that was never applied, picked up all the toys that never touched the water, and then she grabbed her daughter. The two loaded up and left for the pool. I sat there thinking about what I had witnessed for a while afterwards. I imagined the photos that she took being perfectly edited and posted to social media with a caption like, pool time with my girlie, hashtag making memories. Somewhere, though, another mama is going to be home with her children. The house is a mess because they've been playing all morning. Her hair is unruly from a day of mothering, and her clothes dirty with spit-up or peanut butter. <laughs> she's she's going to be tired because she spent her whole day cooking, caring, cleaning, and playing with her children. She's going to look at that photo, though, and she's going to compare herself to the perfect mom at the pool. And the adversary is going to whisper into her ear, you aren't good enough. You don't look like that mom at the pool. You don't have money to buy expensive swimsuits like that. And you don't have time to make memories like she is. However, the tragedy is that that young mom is going to believe it. She's going to feel like a failure, but she may never know how she spent her time that day was so much better than the mom who posed for the pictures at the pool. So oftentimes what you see is not always real. Sometimes it's a complete setup. It's staged and filtered, and most importantly, it's counterfeit. Sometimes we do see absolutely real photos of vacations and beautiful homes and freshly done hair, but it's only one moment. It's the very best moment out of a day spent much like your own, working, cleaning, and messes. So let this be an an encouragement that you don't compare yourself because you are enough. You are absolutely amazing. And the very best part of you is that you're real. Your dirty shirt, your messy house, and your happy children are real and they are proof that we're doing it right. One common reason for comparison, bringing this back together, is that it has to do with lack of focus. It's hard to focus Um, on you if you're constantly focused on someone else. But you see, that's also the beauty of this. It's hard to focus on you if you're constantly focused on someone else. This, This reminds me of a story of David and how his focus on Yahweh and his steadfast decision to remain in position is actually what qualified him for his seat as a king. So um, if you're you know, driving down the road, I figured a lot of people may be doing that or at a place where you don't have your Bible. I want to share a passage of scripture uh, found in 1 Samuel chapter 16, starting in verse 1. And it says this, Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing that I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided a king for myself among his sons. So, Let me jump in here real quick. When Yahweh has provided a king, the king will be sought out. The responsibility of the king until then is not to make him or herself more visible or more heard or more famous. The responsibility, in fact, is to make him or herself more hidden, which is what David did. See, most people are so afraid of missing out on what Yahweh has fashioned for them that they market themselves and network to a degree that removes moves them from the field that they are called to rule. You'll see what I'm talking about. 
So verse 2 says this, Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears me, he will kill me. But the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You shall anoint for me the one I named to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said. He went to Bethlehem and the elders of the town trembled at his coming and they said, do you come peaceably? And he said, peaceably, I have come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. So then he consecrated Jesse and his sons. He invited them to his sacrifice. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab, who is the witness of the strong, silent leader who teaches and guides with the hand of Yahweh, securing the house. And he said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. So what Yahweh has written on my scroll and fashioned for me absolutely will come to pass. His word is not subject to the logic nor the opinions of man. Verse 7 says, but the Lord said unto Samuel, do not look at his appearance or his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but Yahweh looks at the heart. Until you and I are able to see through the eyes of our Father, success will not look the way we think. Thank Yahweh for that, right? So verse 8, Jesse called Abinadab, who was represented as the father of generosity and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither the Lord has chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shema, the determined one, engaging the source of the supply of heaven as he holds the breath, pass by. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. So Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. Now, now Samuel's top pick was thrown out. And I believe in the midst of feeling like he had made a huge mistake, the Spirit of the Lord rose up inside of him and said, I'll know it when I see it. And sometimes you just have to be willing to keep your head up and declare, I'll know it when I see it. Sometimes you know that you know that you know. Verse 11, and Samuel said to Jesse, are all the young men here? Then he said, there remains yet the youngest, and there he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him for we will not sit down until he comes here. The very prerequisite for creation to be at rest is that the king show up. It's fascinating to me that Samuel said that they will not sit down until David showed up. They would not be seated in rest until the king show up. And all of creation continues to groan and travail, awaiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of Yahweh. Not the ones that have been qualified uh, because of some fleshly qualification. It's not about your shape. It's not about your size. It's not about your education, your financial capacity. It's recognizable that the anointing of Yahweh that manifest, manifest his presence. Now, your permission to demonstrate this anointing is not found in focusing on someone else. Um, it's not found in focusing on what they look like or what they possess or even what they carry. Check this out. It's found in remaining in a place called hidden and focusing on the face of your father. It's found in that face-to-face -face restoration in the cool of the day. It's found in that wholeheartedly seeking. I believe it's Psalm 27.4. Please don't hold me to this, but it says, 
Something along the lines of one thing have I desired of the Lord and that in which I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. This is a place called original intention. You may have not even gotten an invitation to the anointing party. You may have not even been considered, but I'm telling you right now that the witness of Dalit and Vav, David, Dalit, Vav, Dahavid is a manifestation of the double door connecting heaven to earth. And it is ensuring that you and I will find our seats as sons and daughters. So family, today as you go forth, I just encourage you to carry your confidence. Walk in a position that you not only know who Yahweh is, as the almighty God of the universe, as our creator, as our father, but you carry your confidence in walking in who Yahweh has created for you to be today because all of creation will be incapable of resting until the sons and daughters are revealed, which we are well on our way. Um, But there is so much that Yahweh desires to reveal and establish on this earth through you and I. Family, thank you again for tuning in today. I'm so honored to be a part of of this great company and, and family of just incredible men and women of the Spirit. Um, I just bless you today. Declare that you walk in peace and favor goes before you in all that Yahweh has called you to do. We love you and look forward to our next time together.